Pender will be playing 4 4 fucking 2. Welcome to Dear Me, Pendle Revisited. Uh, this is episode 10, um, Legends. Um, and just to let you all know, we are now on the Apple podcast. So you can go on, subscribe, uh, review and rate us if you want to do that. Right, how are you doing? Yeah, good, mate, good. And it's Kenzie, it's brilliant, because I can actually see you, mate. I could, if, I, if it weren't for social distancing, I could touch you. Yeah. Um, we're we're in, the same, in the same place, seeing each other. Um, first time doing this, so very excited um, to see how this uh, how it all pans out and to talk about some of the, the legendary players that we played with over our time at, um, at Pendle. Yeah, and you know, I'm donning a sort of pen and paper as I, I usually like to go to, and your notes on the phone. We didn't know exactly how we prepared <laughs> for the episode. Um, but yeah, legend. So define a, a Pendle legend. So yeah, we, we sort of. Talking about our, our best to do this, there's a lot of players that could be defined as legends. Um, we'd probably like to class ourselves in that category. Um, but what we what we sort of settled on was to look at players that either started playing for Pendle um, or were playing for Pendle before we joined, um, or and and or then also finished in our time um, as well. So finished before before the end of Pendle sort of thing. And we we sort of looked at it and said right instead of as this episode going to pan out and we sort of looked and we said right instead of doing a, a separate top five we'll just make this a a Pendle Legends 11 and sort of based on the the time period that we're picking the team from um, I think it was very much more a 4-4-2 rather than the 4 2 3, one that we went to or 4-5-1 that we went to in, a, in the later years so yeah um, Pendle will be playing 4-4-fucking-two <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and obviously, you know, you said that there's there's people that that are you know a Pendle legend just throughout uh, being there for a long time, and and you know you you know who you are, and a lot of the boys that sort of finished the uh, the final season, you can be uh, be proud to call yourself a, a Pendle legend, especially some of you with eight plus years. But um, no, as Ryan said, we're going to get into the uh, the legends that was um, before we was there, and always popped up for a charity match. So and I think we should start, and um, as you're the Pendle goalkeeper, right, I think we should start with the goalkeeper. Yeah, so in, in Nets, it was sort of a choice between between two, really, for us. Um, we talked a lot about goalkeepers. Um, Big Dan was was very close um, to getting his name on the, on the team sheet, um, did a fantastic service when we started off at Pendle um, for the first couple of years. But there was someone who, who we've mentioned, um, the fab, Lee Massa. Um, I think we, we couldn't look further away just for the for the many stories that he had. Um, his interactions on the, on the group probably maybe swung us towards him as well, sort of thing. He's, hopefully he's been listening in uh, and he will appreciate the shout-out. But... Um, yeah, Lee Massa, absolute legend in, in the sticks. Yeah, definitely. I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, when we do the charity matches every year, he was always there or thereabouts if he could. And uh, always supported the boys. And, um, yeah, absolute uh, 
legendary number one. But he um, he always used to palm off the, the gloves in the charity matches to his to his brother Tony. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he always fancied himself out on pitch, as as we've always said, as all Pendle goalkeepers did. Um, right back then, always got to start off with a right back after going in goal. Um, right back, Cairns, who we got? Um, we can't look no further than uh, Mr. Davey Howard at right back. Um, obviously, he he brought a, a strong um, presence to the team. Very experienced, very good what he did with the ball. You know, helped everyone out, kept it simple, but um, just a lovely bloke to to be around. And and he and he loved the team. He loved the boys. And um, yeah, absolute legend for Pendle. Yeah, always someone, as soon as he walked in on a, on a Sunday morning, he'd have a smile on his face. He'd put a smile on your face, sort of thing, straight away, because as soon as you said hello to him, hello, mate, yeah, how you going? Yeah, all good, mate, all good, all good. And, uh, you know, he was just a, a cracking lad to have around the dressing room, and we, and we spoke about that previously. Um, Centre-half pairing, then. Um, I think there was there was one name that, that came up, and it was a name that, when you whenever you talk to him, and, I mean, I've, and I still don't really know to this day how we got this nickname, um, from talking to him and it, and you know when you think of players with this similar nickname um, who played professionally um, your Stuart Pierce's that sort of character um, he's not he isn't that character very softly spoken off the pitch and on the he wasn't he wasn't an absolute lunatic on the pitch but Richard Smith psycho at centre half we couldn't go any anywhere else um, for our for our, cent, for our first centre half yeah so, psycho mate. Um, Great energy, um, to be fair to you, when you played. You always loved turning up, um, you know, strong tackler. You know, give away a few fouls, and we've all took a few uh, of them tackles in training or the warm-ups. But, um, yeah, you, you put your head on anything as well, and um, great bloke to be around the team, and you just loved, loved being there, and uh, everyone loved you, mate. So, uh, cracking legendary status there, mate. Yeah, psycho, absolutely, absolute legend, and and someone who probably the probably the player I've bumped into um, the most actually at a post uh, post Pendle, um, often bumped into him getting off the train at um, at Howard Wood, um, and he'd always try and say, when are you boys turning thirty five, come over and play, come over and play vets with uh, with me and Spenno, which. Um, which on a, I mean to be fair, sitting on a day like today, it's absolutely sweltering, and I could think of nothing less that I'd want to do is go yeah. and run around a football pitch on a day like today. We're not quite there yet, are we? No, and we, yeah, we've got a couple of years to go, but um, <laughs> we'll keep we'll bear it in mind. Sight. Mm. Um, so then the other centre half was probably a bit of a almost a bit of a forgotten man sometimes. I think of him, but you know, he played for us for you know I was going back on on some of the photos sort of thing, and he was he did sort of disappear towards the uh, the end and one of our most successful periods, but. He was, you know, a cracking, cracking player on the on the ball. He could play. He could have played, could have got in on the centre midfield, but he probably played most of his time as sort of um, as a ball playing centre half, and that was a uh, Grizzly Ben. Yeah, and Grizzly Ben. I mean, a bit similar to the the Tom Malcolm effect at the time. Like we, blimey, we really needed him actually mm. to turn up for Pendle and. Uh, like you say, it was superb, and nothing phased him, and he, he would spray the ball about and be very comfortable on the ball, and you know, he 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 wasn't frightened to to say what he thought, and um, you know, he, he fancied himself over sort of these long free kicks and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it was a shame he didn't stick with us in our sort of cup winning year. Maybe he went the year before that. Uh, did he move up to Ipswich or something like that? Um, uh, but yeah, it was a lovely boat to be around Grizz. I think the only man who never wore the official Pendle shorts. 
season. But um, he's got some good goals, Grizz. But I think the biggest memory of him he, for me is, is the goal he didn't score when he cracked the bar at three all during extra time in that cup match we lost on penalties, if you remember that. Long old 40 yeah. yard shot. Yeah, no, he like was. Um, he sort of. He, he's probably kept out another man who made it onto the onto the subs bench, and they were they were very similar players. It, yeah, um, it was sort of between him and him and Jody Higgins. It yeah. was kind of a very you know Jody only played in the first sort of couple of years, and Grizz Grizz was probably around a little bit longer um, during our time. Certainly, I don't know how long Jody was at the club before us, but it was you know Grizz just was probably a little bit. Little bit calmer, sort of thing, a little bit more dependable, maybe than than Jody, um, but uh, but very similar players in that they were both sort of ball playing centre halves who could could easily slot into centre midfield if need be, um, but yeah, very comfortable on the ball and, and great players to have in the team. Definitely. So left back, we were we was probably a little bit um, not quite. I don't know if it was an argument as such or, or a debate sort of thing, but I had I had someone that um, that I wanted to give a mention, but he, he didn't quite make it into the side. So we'll maybe go with uh, with who made it, and then uh, and then I'll give you the is the honourable mention. Yeah, definitely. And I think you know we, we had quite a few left backs over the time at Pendle. Me being one of them, it's a strong position to my heart. Um, but if I go back to the early days, um, whether it was me me or him for maybe a season, one in front of the other, but. To, to watch the quality and, and everyone was gutted when he couldn't make it over on a Sunday um, would be uh, Maisie. Yeah, fantastic player at left-back, Maisie. Um, you know, I, I had no qualms in the end of, uh, of him making it into the side because, as you say, whenever he turned up, you thought, right, yeah, we've got a good, solid quality, you know, left-sided player. Could play left-back or left-midfield. He was good, good energy, um, good going forward, strong defensively. I mean, if anyone, you know, you to look at, you'd have thought was a was a bit more of the of the psycho Stuart Pearce kind of character. It would have been it'd have been Maisie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great man to have around, and, and, and great that he turned up for for the charity games as well, and uh, and enjoyed a enjoyed a good period sort of thing still playing for us when he uh, when he did, and, and never let us down whenever he turned up. No, he was very energetic, superb quality, um, like a like a classic, you know. Marauding left back or left sided player, happy to overlap, happy to tuck in, um, always looked up, play a good ball, always wanted the ball, very vocal, very organised, and um, yeah, shame we just couldn't prize another year or two out of him. To be perfectly honest, yeah, and the um, but the the honourable mention that I wanted to make, and it's it's a strange one really that for me, you know, like you say, the left backs we've had over the over the years, sort of thing. One of the um, First, you know, one of the first left backs who was there when when we first joined, sort of thing, and, and he he probably only played three games with me in, in that first season, um, and and that was Kenny, and for some reason, and probably the only person, um, or maybe the only two people that might remember Kenny will be Tom and Rob, but. Just he was an absolute baller, Kenny. Like, he, just remember he had, he had a cracking long throw. He was decent. He was he was like Dom and Kenny sort of came as a bit of a bit of a pair before sort of Dom and Roger, if you like. But you know, Kenny was almost like oh fucking hell, we've got Dom who was who was a character, and, and it will come on to him. But yeah, Kenny was Kenny was a player. Um, but you know, one of the main lasting memories certainly would uh, 
I would say he's the biggest, um, the longest in the shower, shall we say, <laughs> of any of the uh, of any of the players who ever played for Pendle. We've had some big boys, you know who you are, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Kenny was a uh, he was a big lad. Yeah, none of them not you know where they are. Next to him at any point. No. <laughs> Moving on to right midfield then, um, and we mentioned him just there, uh, and there was only one man. He sort of, he, he sort of played either centre mid or, or right mid, but you couldn't have a Pendle legend side without the man that is Dom. Nah, he's you know what what a character. Uh, you know when we first got over to Pendle, as we mentioned before, Dom was the man that took training, and he was you know he was the man that that, that give you your nickname inadvertently. He. Yeah, he wasn't a bad player, Dom. All right, probably fitness eluded him later on down the years, but um, no, he, he was he was he was a good player. He, well, he he could pass the ball well, and he, he didn't mind sort of trying to whip across him with his right foot. But um, yeah, he just sort of drifted away, and he never quite managed to sort of make it over for the the charity matches. Um, but we still see him. He's very very amongst it all on Facebook, and I, and I hope that he he still follows the page and stuff like that. But um, yeah, just the character really is uh, the main thing. Yeah, I mean, I think if you ever had a word to describe me, it would, it would be character, wouldn't it? He yeah, just, yeah. he was an absolute, you know, just he'd fucking make you laugh. He'd wind you up with some of the some of the things he used to do. You know, his change of romantics were, you know, very much opposite probably to Kenny in that he was probably the smallest of how he made. But he was, you know, fucking what an absolute legend he was to, to have around. And, and like you say, it was he, he was the man who was sort of in charge and you sort of thought, okay, this is the this is you know, this is the figurehead sort of thing. And then as we said, sort of the Spanos came along and um but yeah, Dom it was it was a shame we never got him over for one of those charity games because he was a fantastic value whenever you bumped into him on a night out as well, you know. Oh, yeah. Bump into him over festival or in the or in the fucking in the town gate or in the in one of the or the weather yeah. sp- moon on the square yeah. like down in Baz like just women all around him yeah absolute dripping with squirrel <laughs> and uh, he um, I'm fucking might cut that out to be fair <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah he was um, no he was a uh, he was just a great lad with that blazer on just yeah. in the in the in the bar after in the in the bars it was what an absolute legend. So centre mids, Kenzie. Um, who do you want to start with? Um, we'll start we with we'll the start, obvious. Yeah, we we'll start with the obvious. Who's who, who's probably, in my opinion, Pendle's main legend, um, and you know, Danny Spencer, Spenno. We we couldn't form any sort of legends eleven or or any Pendle eleven really if you was available without yourself, mate. Absolute blinding diamonds of a bloke to have around not only the, the football club the pitch but but the group as a whole and and everyone loved you yeah and he, and he probably was one of the um that slightly you know oddly that he, he was playing well before us and uh, from probably Pendle's early earliest earliest days um and he's probably the only one who, who I, or certainly the only one that I know, is still playing football now. And he's, you know, just, and that's just that was true testament to the to sort of the the engine that he had and the and the sort of how well he looked after himself, sort of thing. Um, I'm sure you know Lisa's probably got to doing yoga and all sorts around the, around the house to keep him supple um, and and going. But you know, he was he was fantastic, fantastic man, and he. It was one of those really with, with Danny. He was never, 
you know, he never was going to all of a sudden be like a Lampard and go and bang you 20 goals a season. He did He did sort of a lot of the organising in centre mid, I think, with a, with the young lads around him. Yeah. Um, he was. He had a really cool head. He knew what he knew what the game was about. You know, his positional awareness was fantastic sort of thing. Um, wasn't blessed with, like, amazing pace, but, yeah, just good energy, kept it simple, um, and was a, just a fantastic man to have. And, and, as you said, just one of the nicest blokes. Good value in the pub, had good banter, knew when to wind people up, knew when to take it seriously. He was no, just an absolute... is the definition of the word legend. Yeah, that's right. And then you just touched on the youngsters. I think sometimes you could put a name on the team sheet and go oh yeah Dan have played just sort of holding midfield today you almost your eyes light up a bit because it gives you especially a midfielder's licence or even a fullback's licence you'll be out and get forward because you know out and out someone's you know stayed there and held the position and, and just sort of you know let you take that gamble and, and that's what he did he brought the youngsters on through the team mm. probably without even knowing it just by playing his usual game yeah absolutely superb and so the other man alongside him, again, not someone who's, who mentioned. Well, he got mentioned in the uh, in the in the Howlers episode because of a of a slight um, discipline misdemeanour that he had um, when he cracked some youngster in the ribs. Um, but he, uh, and that was uh, Vincenzo, Vinny Hymus. Yeah, Vinny, and and probably when he played next to Dan a lot, there was rare occasion if they were both there, they were both the centre midfielders, wasn't they? And Vinny was licensed to get forward. I had him down as sort of a, a big box-to-box player. Mm. He would, you know, cover the full-backs well, put in the last-ditch challenge. He wasn't frightened of just tackling, winning the ball, playing it, off you go, chaps, you know, doing his bit, and just sort of supporting that sort of counter-attack. Um, and he'd and he done that Superbly, and like you say, you haven't mentioned him. We haven't mentioned him too much, but um, he was missed as well when he when he couldn't make the weekend. Yeah, no, and again, lovely, fantastic man, United fan as well. Yeah, so yeah, um, he'll be hurting the same as as we all are this morning after the the sad news that <laughs> fucking Scousers won the league last night. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was he was a great lad to have around the, around the team sort of thing. And one of the strangest things for me was that he was you know that he was. Hippie Joe's cousin from the Castlemaine who'd, who'd done, the, uh, done all the nights down the Castlemaine and now up at the edge in Basildon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was his cousin. And um, But yeah, no, fantastic lad. And like you say, box-to-box midfielder and just great engine and a, and a great man to have around. Yeah, definitely. So left midfield, we, we, again, this was probably a, a close-run um, thing, sort of thing. There's a couple of people's names. Um, Ducky... You know, could he could easily have uh, got himself in here? Danny Inch as well, we've mentioned previously, um, but someone again, you know, again who has, who has had a bit of a mention, and uh, we went with uh, with Jimmy Abrahart left side. Yeah, yeah, with Jim, you know, he 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 was one of them Pendle legends that still stuck around for sort of nine out of the ten seasons, something like that. It was still about always signed him, um, and he just sort of knocked it on the head for that that last season. Um, but yeah, he. Jimmy's just a a legend, whether it's a Pendle legend or, or what. He was absolutely superb to all us lot. He loved us all. Um, thankfully. Thankfully, yeah, because his character, you know, <laughs> like we've said before, you wouldn't want to go up against him on a Sunday. Um, you know, and he played well, Jim. He, he had a good tally of goals throughout his, his Pendle uh, career. Um yeah, and you know you could argue that Jim played up front or or either either side on the wings, something like that. He wasn't frightened to sort of play anywhere. 
Um, Royce, you put in a good word for him. Harry always liked playing with Jim as that sort of, you know, big man, little man combination. And, um, yeah, just diamond of a bloke to have about. Yeah, fantastic. And, again, another one who, who um, you know, I always remember, you know, we talk about nights out down the crane, um, him singing... Him singing a Green Day down the pub with uh, with Scooby and things like you know for his for his missus, um, you know just great great crack to have around and like I say very pleased he was certainly on our side because uh, he did have a uh, did have a temper on him yeah. um, and I wouldn't fancy playing down uh, down the right side against this uh, this eleven with Maisie at left back yeah. and Jim at left midfield. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a bit of a bit of fucking a few tasty tackles going in down that yeah. down that side of the pitch, but. Um, no, nah, he was a he was a fantastic man to have in in the side gym, like you say, whether he played up front or in midfield. But we went for him as left you side. You said about in the crane and that he just the generosity from the man as yeah. well, um, and he, he always used to come up to us and said, "Fucking brilliant, boys! No, thanks for doing that." Or, or "No, I've in, enjoyed that today." Whether we was organising a a charity do or a Christmas night out and stuff like that, he I think he just loved it, and and he showed more appreciation, and you you wouldn't have thought just by his character that he showed more appreciation to the club committee and the organisers than anyone and he fucking loved it mm. and as you said you know in terms of legendary status as well what he's actually you know in theory what he did for the club in terms of you know between sort of him and Ducky getting Ben and Royce over yeah. and then that that you know as we said in the class at Holbridge bringing you know bringing all those lads over that sort of gave the, the team a new lease of life um, so no big thanks to Jim and uh, slots in on our Left midfield in our uh, legends eleven, yeah. and then we, there was there was sort of no debate really with the front with the front two sort of thing. Um, we've, they both had a bit of a mention sort of thing, but uh, yeah, I think for for front two players, uh, these these were easily down, and that was a uh, was Brownie and Ricky. Yeah, absolutely superb. I mean, we mentioned Rick quite often in in the goals and uh, episode, and, and obviously Howlers, but. Um, you know, if you look at this as an actual team, with Rick and Brownie up front, my word, like yeah. centre halves, what are you going to do today? Yeah. Like, as individuals, you know, we've said Rick before, you absolutely caused destruction um, for the back four and whoever was marking you. You know, good vocal point, play the ball into your chest, into your feet. You know, you didn't mind taking people on. You know, strong in the air, did your bit in goal, all round them really. Um, but centre forward, was you going to play anywhere else? Absolutely not. No. Um, absolutely superb, Rick, as a as a Pendle legend and a bit of a menace as well to us all, I suppose. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking at my phone. I've just had a Kenzie's doing a sneaky bit of draft fucking <laughs> fantasy football <laughs> waiver requests going I, in. I did here. that earlier, <laughs> and it's come up at the eleven, obviously eleven o'clock fucking cutoff point. Yeah, I've had a little go today. Yeah. You know he's on it. He's on it, boys. He's, he wants he wants that trophy. <laughs> Stumble might have might not have bought. Um, but yeah, no, Ricky was he was a he was a cracking lad, um, and he, he actually had a bit of pace as well. You know, certainly yeah. in those early days, and you could play like I say, so versatile um, for for us sort of playing into, and that, and that was why he scored so many goals. He was you know a rifle of a shot and, and was lethal in that respect. Um, you know, and legendary status comes from many different things, and and sort of. Two quick stories on on Rick. He was a uh, at a half. I remember there was one game when uh, he probably turned up a little bit hungover. Um, 
I can't remember if he if he missed the penalty in the first half or he actually then missed it in the second half. But definitely at half time he had a can of Fosters. I think <laughs> yeah. he might. I think he what might have even happened. It was a miss a penalty in the first half, have a can of Fosters, scored a winner. We won one nil, but he also got sent off in the in the same right, game sort yeah. of thing. Um, and that was that was sort of Rick all over kind of thing. Never never far away from the action, um, good or bad sort of thing in that respect. But. Uh, um, and the other one was the was I always remember the the free all game at Recon. Um, no, sorry, the four all the yeah. penalty shootout win the cup game. Yeah. Rick actually missed the first half, um, and I remember we went into the change room and I I changed my goalkeeper shirt half time because I was caked in mud. But Rick had missed the first half because he's he's um, he, he was up the hospital or getting a getting a scan for his for his first kid. Oh. And uh, he, I remember he turned up and uh, half time, and he was—I think he told—I think it was me and Tomo maybe in the changing room with him, or me and Rob maybe. Um, and he t- he sort of told us, "Oh, I've just been, yeah, I've been up there having the having the scan this morning," and then turned up to play the second half, scored, and did the old Babetto, you know, the baby holding a celebration sort of thing, which yeah. no one fucking understood, but no. me and Tomo were were creasing up. Yeah, my I've um, I've got a couple of stories on, on Rick as well. Actually, he he must have uh, made an impression. And one was the, the story that my dad tells me a lot was the, the cup game over uh, Tilbury Way once where Rick come over to watch us all and um, he ended up having, kicking off with a geezer um, both on the pitch, off the pitch, on the sidelines with his uh, little boy stood between his legs and he, Rick was kicking off like more than ever. I think my dad had to try and calm him down. <laughs> I remember us losing the game. I think I, I, think I played in goal that game, actually. But... Um, the, the other story was one from the Christmas party, the infamous one at Chicago's when it, it was just mental. <laughs> all of a sudden, we're, we're, all, we're all dancing about, sort of not seeing Rick for a while, and he just comes over in full father Christmas outfit. And it's like, where you got that from? And he said, oh, just not nicked it off someone. And he's father Christmas outfit all night, and uh, we, we end up going outside, and Charlie's in a fucking world of trouble, and uh, of course it was snowing. And um, started snowing during the night, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. It probably come down. And um, I don't know what had gone on with the bouncers, but obviously Rick took it upon himself to then luz a snowball at one of them, and uh, it's all kicked off from there. And yeah, well, we'll well, I remember being over there for that, and it was one of those where yeah. he, he sort of um, there's a long conversation where the bouncers are trying to get him to move on, yeah, and not not throw a snowball sort of thing. And we was all stood there, and I remember we. I think there was me, you, Tomo, Rick, and Rob. But Rob wasn't there, was he? he fucked off yeah, over yeah. to McDonald's because there was right. a little bit of tension going on. Yeah. So Rob, Rob always gets himself away from uh, any sort of mischief like that. But uh, we were going, Rick, don't throw it. Rick, there's about twenty of them. Don't throw it, Rick. Rick, don't throw it. And he, and, and, and it was one of those. He probably had thrown one earlier at him, but he didn't even throw this one at him. No. He was just holding it, and yeah. then he just went. Nah, fucking fucked it over his head and just threw it up in the air. And we was like, oh, for fuck's sake, Rick, we're gonna get fucking hiding here in a minute. And uh, but yeah, what a, what a fucking legend. Yeah. But as a strike partner as well, yeah, they they play together quite often, sort of thing. And and like I say, oh, it's not something I'd have fancied facing. And uh, and glad they they probably never quite made it onto the same team on the charity days. Um, because of a, a slight age difference, but yeah, Brownie as as the other strike partner. Yeah, we haven't we haven't mentioned Brownie a lot. I mean, to be fair to him, he was there in in the early sort of third of our career there, and couldn't quite remember some of his uh, big goals in the goals episode. But um, you know, feel free to fill us in, Brownie. But um, 
yeah, like again, similar to Rick, you could pick him out with a goal kick, play the ball into him. I mean, he's a strong, powerful runner, um, Brownie. I mean, you go back to Tomo's header goal and, you know, you sprayed the ball out to Brownie and he, he's run probably most of the pitch, uh, well, half the pitch with the ball to whip in the cross. But he's a good, strong runner. He used, and I've got here, Brownie weren't frightened of using both feet either. Uh, and great header of the ball. And, uh, yeah, very organised, very vocal again. Someone that, you know, he caught your eye if he was, you, he was calling for the ball. Um, and yeah, and then he sort of he had to knock it on the head, and you know he, he got into the fitness game, and, and maybe that might have been even better for him if he was in that fitness game yeah. earlier on in his Pendle career. Well, I remember definitely there was one game where we had. Do you remember that orange kit, the yeah. really heavy orange? But it yeah. was it was um, we only wore it once, and I think that was probably Brownie's call because I remember that was a there wasn't many XL shirts sort of thing knocking around or large shirts and I'd have been in probably a similar boat but yeah we were both uh, squeezed in tight to those kits I remember it being uh, very uh, very ahead of its time I suppose yeah, yeah. when you look at kits today that are very yeah. skin tight but yeah, yeah it was um, no, just an absolute legend um, Brownie to be fair to have around yeah another one that you know He's one of the first you invite on a charity day as well. Yeah. It's just he just absolutely loved the club. All the boys loved him, uh, and a decent, generous character again. Yeah, you'd, you'd straight away, you know. I know they they played a lot together, sort of thing. You'd have him in that mass, Davy Howard, Psycho, uh, Dan, and Brownie, sort of thing. Yeah. That 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 little five ball, or sort of you know, just a, a great bunch of lads, sort of thing. And they like you say, first, they'd be first names on on any sort of uh, any sort of charity day invite wouldn't they definitely they'd be the five you'd be going right we want to get them over because we know it's going to be a good crack they're going to come down for the social afterwards and and make it you know make it a really good day that's a that's the 11. Yeah, that's the 11. And so we'll probably talk about a few that sort of just that just missed out or certainly um, like we said we, we probably mentioned um Danny Inch a fair bit we've we've talked about Ducky um a fair bit as well, but it, you know, and there was then one name that sort of came up, and again he probably comes into the, into that left back category sort of thing. And again, he, he only played maybe one, two. He certainly played the first season, maybe played two seasons sort of thing. But his name was always about because of um, because of his link to Dan. But um, Johnny Parrot, <laughs> this is just an absolute legend that Johnny Parrot was. To be fair, um, again another one that sort of you know real nice character, good laugh, quiet sort of thing. You know just you know good real good laugh on and off the pitch sort of thing. Um, but then you, it was a story that Tomo always used to tell from before our time when mm. uh, it was a game when it, the, the old red mist descended uh, and he just absolutely lost his head and. Was uh, did he threaten to cut off the face of the? I've cut your face off and put wear it and fucking go and talk to your missus or something. Yeah, so I might have put it on your your wife's face off. Yeah, or cut. I don't know. Cut your face off and put it on your wife or something like that. It was you know, Johnny. You know, just like say one one of those moments where the red mist descends. And uh, and you don't know what you're saying, but he uh, yeah, just a great another great lad to have around. Yeah, he he turned out when he could for us, and I think. I think he knew that, blimey, this other 10 era a bit more serious than me. I'll have a laugh when I can. But, um, yeah, he, he was a funny chap. And a lot of the, the listeners won't remember Johnny. They, they uh, weren't with Pendle then. Um, but we do, and, and what a laugh. And he, and he used to make Spino laugh a lot, and us boys and that. Mm. But, yeah. Uh, Did he move up to Scotland as well, I think? 
a from memory. Is that story? Yeah. I think I think he moved. I think he moved up there, sort of thing. But it was always nice to to chat to Lisa because, you know, being uh, Lisa being his brother, uh, Lisa being his sister. Yeah. Um, it was a uh, you know it was always good to to chat to Lisa and find out what was uh, what was going on uh, with with Johnny P. Yeah, definitely. Any other special mentions when it comes to Pendle Legends? Well, we've got a few few rogues, um, a few rogue legends who, you know, we probably won't do a full episode on on some of the some of the rogues. But these these four people I've I've got sort of, um, you know, probably two pairings if you like yeah. that, that come that come. So starting off with uh, with Big Rich, Big Rich. So Big Rich again, somebody. For the uh, for the younger viewers or younger listeners, you might not remember Big Rich or you won't remember Big Rich, but he was a player that when we first turned up, he, he sort of reckoned himself as a as a centre forward, um, and then you know he'd often then get questioned on the, on his goal scoring record. He's like, oh, oh, but I didn't get the service sort of thing. And <laughs> guys, you know, all my my picture of him and he was only around for a short period of time, but my picture of him is sort of like a bit of a. Bit of a shaggy from Scooby Doo kind of character, but without any, without the long hair. So he was just tall, yeah. gangly, fucking uncoordinated, big feet, just but just fucking toilets. Yeah, in the toilet on the Sunday. But like when we used to train, just one of them annoying trainers that would just annoy your training because. Like he'd do okay in training, and you wouldn't see it on a Sunday, but then he would put himself about. At training, and you think, do it on a Sunday. Yeah. Like, by the time us boys arrive, you had that, that next sort of, you know, the class of Basin, as we said before, the service started to come, and, and Rick did all right, <laughs> Brown yeah. and Jim did all right, and he just, he, he just weren't no, working through no more, was he? He was toilet, and uh, he was he was one as well. I remember straight off, he, he was sort of saying, we were sort of saying, oh, you know, again, me and you, a daughter of always played a bit in goal, and we sort of said, oh, he's, you know, Dan wasn't about. He was like, who's the sort of backup keeper? And he, Big Rich was, like, oh, oh, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the sub keeper as well. And you're like, you're fucking not the sub. You're just, yeah. yeah. He was awful, awful. But the other person that sort of springs to mind with, uh, with Big Rich was Aaron. Um, and so he was, Aaron was someone who, you know, for for me coming in, you know, you talk about yourself on the on the left, Kenzie, as someone who came in on the right. Mm. He was someone who saw himself as sort of right back, right midfield. Um, and I remember the first first training session, um, or maybe one of the first training sessions we went to. He was there, and he said, um, "He said, oh yeah, I've got me two pairs of boots. I've sort of got me midfielder's boots, and I've got me defender's boots." And all I said to him was, "Mate, mate, you just need to bring your fucking subs boots. That's all you need." Because he was again absolute toilet. And I've, again, I don't. He probably only played three or four games in that season I think another one as as soon as sort of we came in he, he was found out that he was never going to get many games yeah. um, and it, but yeah just fucking Big Rich and Aaron for always I remember Aaron it was always talked about like few people saw him about and he was reckoned he was still playing at a good level or what you know but yeah. fucking bollocks and I remember he wanted to take the corners and if I remember rightly he sort of stood over the, the corners like fucking Johnny Wilkinson, hands hands together, <laughs> he, he <fucking laughs> hands together, looking to to whip in a good one. And I couldn't tell you whether or not he was okay at crossing the ball. I can't couldn't tell you no more. But um, he soon got ushered off off the corners, and he he sort of had this strange way of playing football. And like I say, the intensity and the difficulty sort of upped itself. And we got a few more quality players in, and it. 
it did last for him. There was a few of them like that we were not named around that the sort of squad at that time that sort of drifted and who uh, who realised it probably wasn't for for them and. Um, yeah, I hope they went on and continued playing and somewhere that, that suited them. But um, yeah, Aaron Aaron was a uh, a strange character, and that story you say with the boots is probably in the top five Pendle stories ever. <laughs> yeah. To be perfectly honest with you, just an absolute fucking clown. Um, so then the other two then were sort of your classic Pete Booth signings, <laughs> um, and it and it just it just so happened that they sort of. Um, had a name that ended up confusing me, and I'll come on to that story in a minute. But um, but that was Chaz and Dave. Chaz and Dave. Um, now, from memory, I actually don't remember. Like they, they only turned out it was Pete was always there. Like oh, we, oh, we're looking a bit short this weekend. And Pete was like, oh, I'll get Chaz and Dave over, and we were like, oh, fucking hell! Like they came over to one friendly, yeah. and uh, one of them was absolutely stoned off his head. Um, I think Dave and but I always remember that the, the the one game they did play or sort of played a decent amount. I remember the Chaz being all right. I remember looking at him thinking he could probably do a job for us. Yeah, Chaz was all right to be fair, but I think what the writing on the wall with Dave was we brought him on. I think it was a right, right back, right back, right yeah. field, something like that, and he he was just stagnant. In yeah. the middle of the pitch, and you're like, hold on, what have we done here? We've uh, I assume we was winning the game. Yeah, I mean, it was a friendly um, as well. Yeah, sort of yeah, thing, and... Uh, won a league game. I remember in the warm-ups trying to get him involved, you know, Pete introducing him to us and saying, but, like, the warm-ups, they just sort of keep themselves to themselves, not really... You know, we evolved the warm-ups, Pendle, as we went through the years. We tried to make it a little bit more semi-pro-looking, uh, mm. and they, they, they obviously turned out, didn't really fancy it. And um, But, yeah, Dave had a link... With your work, wasn't it? Dave? Yeah, so it, it was a it was a strange one, really. That he he turned up. Well, it, I remember turning up to a game, um, pre-season friendly, I think, and all of a sudden, um, you know, Boovy knew a little bit about my site because he'd worked he'd worked on it previously, sort of thing, and um, as a plumber. And he sort of said, he said, "Oh, you know, who's over on your site now?" And I just I went, no. He went, yeah, I went, Dave from Chaz and Dave," and I went. <laughs> Oh, all right, and, and fucking that's one of the many conversations you have with Booby that you just sort of put off and go, all right, Booby, fuck off, whatever. Um, but then I then went into work. I said, who's he working? Oh, he's working for Gratz, the plumbers. Right, okay. So I've gone into the project manager from, from Gratz. I went, I said, no, you never said you had Dave from Chaz and Dave, thinking he meant fucking the Chaz and Dave. I was like, I was thinking, and someone's going, I was like, and I've told a few people, and so I've, I'm going a few people with my work, I'm going, yeah, Dave from Chaz and Dave's working on site for the farmers. They're going, oh, is he? I mean, surely they've done, he done all, rabbit, rabbit, done all right in the charts, didn't he? The old Tottenham money's still coming in, and they're doing all right. It's going, no, I'm sure somebody said he's on site. And then I'm in the canteen one, one day, and fucking... All of a sudden, I get an all right, Ryan, and I look over, and it's fucking Dave from uh, from Ad from Bovey's Chaz and Dave, <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, the fucking penny dropped, and I'm like, oh god, I'm gonna have to have like, oh, how's the football going? Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, you coming over at all? Fuck like, oh, bit of an But actually, to be fair to him, he actually turned out to be a, a real sound geezer. He, he he was a crack. He was well alright on site, and actually, he, he then popped up on a, on another site. I went to work on up in Cambridge, sort of thing. And uh, he was no, he was a, he was a top lad to be fair. He was all right. He he weren't too he weren't too bad a lad was a was old Dave. But yeah, footballing wise, they, they didn't quite cut the mustard, did yeah, they? Unfortunately, sort of remember saying to Pete at times, uh, you don't really need to invite them, Pete, because you're mm. thinking, fuck me, if they come over, 
and we've got 12 off 13. Yeah, I'd rather have 12. Get, oh, yeah, and you think, mm, not sure, thanks, Pete. Yeah. And a lot of the boys were saying, like, nah, no yeah. thanks, sort of thing. But, um, but no, nah, yeah, some of the rogues, if there's any other rogues, guys, get in touch with us um, and, and let us know if there's anyone we you think we might have missed out, sort of thing. Um, certainly looking at you there, Tomo, for uh, for anyone who you you know there'll be some players probably from your time in that you know I remember names like Chalky was springing around in my head as well, but sort of <laughs> Russell, um, but he probably only played again. He was probably in the Kenny category that he probably only played two two games with with us in that first season. But if there's a uh, if there's any others that spring to mind who, who were sort of about that we might have yeah. missed, then uh, and we're assuming them four probably don't listen to this either. <laughs> yeah. Four from the, from the rogue category, but um, don't get me wrong there were some rogue moments from, from all of you at times all yeah. of us but um, no and I, and I think that defines you know the, the Legends 11 the Legends squad and the, the, the rogue legends and like I said earlier a lot, a lot of you have, have, have put yourselves as Pendle uh, overall legends and um, yeah it's, it's it's been an interesting episode to talk about a few of the old school boys that we haven't quite managed to mention in, in other episodes <laughs> going to move on from legends and go back to probably the most positive day in Pendle's history for the next episode, right? Yeah, so um, the plan is we're going to be talking about our famous cup final victory. Um, we'll probably talk about our cup, cup run, the, the big two-game cup run that, that led to it, but um, we'll come on to it more on, on the episode about you know about how it felt and, and why it was sort of important for us as a day and, a, and as a moment sort of thing um, we, we're going to try and reach out and get a, get a guest in as well um, but yeah no, it's going to be fantastic to, to relive that and, and sort of the afters afterwards yeah. one, one, one positive of that day though is that that was the day that Gerard slipped over and Liverpool didn't win the fucking league so oh, was it? that was that day it yeah I remember be, that um, it, it could be a long episode I've got a feeling it might even be a two part we haven't actually mm. quite discussed the length of it yet have we but um, there's, there's so much to talk about there's there's my feelings that I had going into it structurally, like Paul wasn't there, organisation, I had the injury over my head, you know, then I'm thinking, you know, we already think we've won this, as we mentioned before, you know, we should beat them more easy, but um, so much to talk about, so prepare yourself for a long or two-part episode, I think, for this one. Yeah, superb. Kenzie, it's been a, it's been a pleasure, mate, um, being being here and being out to see you, it's, uh, it's definitely brought a different... Um, a different feel certainly for, for me um, I've, I've enjoyed it yeah. you know, it's been, it feels like a bit of fucking normality yeah. um, resumed and this was sort of how we probably um, thought out that this would this was going to run before when we, we first thought about the podcast um, that we'd be doing it in the same in the same place not um, not via, via phone calls but uh, no, it's been a pleasure mate and looking forward to next time yeah excellent thank you right and remember guys we're on Apple Podcasts now. Keep listening. Keep our listening figures going up. Don't forget the previous episodes that we've had. You know, everyone's busy. Everyone's going back to work now. But, um, you know, last week's episode was a cracker um, that a lot of you need to go on and listen to. Very, very funny. And, um, yeah, look out for next week's uh, cup final episode. Probably one of the ones we've, we've kept as a very special episode. So, um we will see you next time.